Welcome to Good News, Good Night, a weekly deep dive on good news stories throughout time. My name is Em. I'm so happy you're here. Please remember to subscribe, share this podcast with your nearest and dearest, and rate and review on iTunes so that other people can find me. You can always find my sources in the show notes, find me on Instagram at goodnews underscore goodnight, and because you're probably wondering, this beautiful song, False Hopes, is from cursedirvy.jpg featuring Soda Cheap. I hope you enjoy this week's story and that you sleep well. Many people these days can find politics frustrating, not representative of their views, and just plain inaccessible. I certainly have had times where I wonder if there's even any point to my vote. But today, I want to tell you a story a bit closer to home for me, about what a victory it can be when people mobilise for a common voice. I want to tell you about Voices for Indi. The Division of Indi is a federal electorate within the Australian state of Victoria, which covers a huge rural area of about 27,000 square kilometres, stretching between various alpine highlands and multi-generational farmland. Historically, this is a politically conservative area and has been a safe seat for the Liberal Party, for non-Australians, the Australian Liberal Party is anything but Liberal, They tend to be on the conservative side, contrary to many other countries' understanding of liberal. Since 1977, and this seat had never been held by an independent MP. In 2001, Sophie Mirabella was voted in as MP for the seat of Indi, under the Liberal Party. Over her career, there were many controversies about Mirabella's professional conduct toward colleagues and also her political decisions. As quoted from the Sydney Morning Herald, after 12 years, many voters, including those in conservative parts of the electorate who traditionally voted for the Nationals, were fed up with Mirabella's style as an MP. She wasn't indi enough. She dismissed people. She was too combative, too aggressive, I must say, as a constituent of this time, this is exactly my memory. Many times the people of Indi expressed their wishes to Sophie as our representative, only to have their ideas and opinions shut down. We now know that many people living within Indi see climate change, marriage equality, health, support for asylum seekers, access to transport and education as important issues. And Mirabella not only ignored any pleas to focus on these issues, but sometimes actively campaigned against these causes in Parliament. Add to this the embarrassment felt when our elected representative kept getting kicked out of Parliament for being overly confrontational, and of course it left many people feeling disillusioned by her representation. For example, she even insulted the first and only female Prime Minister of Australia, Julia Gillard, for not having children, 
How embarrassing. Coming up to the 2013 election, for many people, such as myself, this felt like an impossible situation. The Liberal Party reportedly had more than $23 million to spend on their campaigns nationwide. Plus, Indi was a safe seat. No point in bothering to fight it, right? Well, wrong. In 2012, in response to a proposal that constituents of Indi wanted more democratic representation, Mirabella stated, The people of Indi aren't interested in politics. Which is actually quite comical, considering what was about to happen. A group of people who had grown up in the area, who were in their 20s, inspired change. A group, which was to become Voices for Indi, started meeting at the local library. Their first goal was to establish, what are the values and needs of this area? They used a kitchen table conversations style. And over the space of around two months, they surveyed over 400 people from across the district on these needs. This was then compiled into a report, and the Voices for Indi team had to then decide what to do with this information. What they felt was that the best step forward for Indi was to have an independent candidate who had a large support in the community to be running in the next election who better understood these needs and did not have to pander to party politics. Someone who lived in the area and who had perhaps grown up there. While many people expressed support for Kathy McGowan, who was then a chair of Voices for Indi, to express interest in becoming the independent candidate, she resisted for months. To run against a Liberal candidate, especially Sophie Mirabella at this time, would be a huge risk to anyone's personal and professional reputation, and I would say probably their soul and energy levels too. But after resisting for a while, she finally put her name down against other nominated candidates. There was a process to select the candidates that Voices for Indi would recommend, and Cathy was the ideal candidate. Kathy McGowan is a born and bred Indi local, an outstanding citizen in her own rights, educated in applied science, in agricultural and rural development. She had been made an officer for the Order of Australia for her work in championing remote, rural and regional women's issues. She had also worked as a political staffer in the 70s and 80s, so basically she was overqualified for the job. The race began, and to say Kathy McGowan was an underdog is a huge understatement. But using social media, community outreach, mammoth efforts from volunteers, and a little glimmer of hope, the campaign saw McGowan voted into office on the 18th of September 2013. Kathy McGowan served two terms before retiring. In her two terms in office, She achieved more than anyone would expect of an independent, securing $20 million in funding for the Wangratta Hospital, bringing in a code of conduct in Parliament, providing funding for the North East Rail and more mobile phone towers in the area. Following McGowan's retirement, local woman Helen Haynes received endorsement from both McGowan and Voices for Indi to run as the independent candidate. She was successful. 
making history as the first electorate in Australia to have two different independent candidates back to back. Another overachiever, Helen Haynes has an extensive history in nursing and midwifery, especially in rural areas. I did go to primary school with her three kids, but I don't think I'm biased in saying that Helen Haynes is a true inspiration. After completing a master's degree in epidemiology and public health, Helen Haynes spent time in Stockholm, successfully pursuing a doctoral degree in medical science. Then she topped it off with a postdoctoral fellowship at the Karolinska Institute. She now resides on a farm within the Indi area and is a fantastic example of a great independent MP. The story of Voices for Indi is a fantastic showcase of the success that can be had using participatory democracy, and it does show that all people can have a voice. I remember each of these elections, seeing McGowan and then later Haynes voted in, and each time feeling so inspired and relieved that the actions of everyday people could in fact make a difference politically. It has also inspired change elsewhere. For example, there is now a group called Voices of Warringah, which endorsed independent candidate Zali Stegall, who won the seat of Warringah in the 2019 election. Now, you might be thinking, hey Em, what about Sophie Mirabella? This isn't a good news story for her. Well... Don't you worry. She works for multi-billionaire mining heiress Gina Reinhardt now, so as it stands, it's a happily ever after. Thanks so much for being here with me for this episode of Good News, Good Night. Sleep well. <laughs>